Welcome to the Lincoln Baptist Daily Reading Program. Today is day 253, meaning we are reading 2 Chronicles chapters 33 and 34, Colossians chapter 1 verses 24 through into chapter 2 verse 15, and then Psalm 106. And as always, read those passages before you head into this devotion. 2 Chronicles 33, Manasseh rebuilt what his father had torn down and then tore it down again so that he could rebuild. He did not learn from the past or listen to the prophets, so he had to live by the punishment that God had sent him. Some people only ever learn the hard way. How gracious of God to see Manasseh's repentance, hear his prayer and restore him to Jerusalem. But even God's forgiveness could not automatically nullify the king's bad example or undo the terrible damage he had done in the land. Sin has consequences long after sinners are forgiven. And I think that's something we often forget. Yes, of course, we forgive others. We forgive the sin that we see in others. Sometimes the consequences of their behaviours will outlast the forgiveness that is given. That is not because they're not forgiven. It's because sin does indeed tarnish what is around us. As we head into 2 Chronicles 34, we find the book. The greatest treasure you have is not money, but the word of God, the book of God, the words that are divinely inspired by God, which too often is lost amid the rubbish you can easily accumulate in life. We're to read this book, we're to read God's word. It's not a relic to admire in a religious museum. They did not put the book back in its niche temple. Rather, they read it publicly and honour it by living the word of God. We're to obey the book. We're to obey the words of God. The king trembled at God's word and immediately sent God's message out. We're to share the book. We're to share the very words of God. The king gathers the people to the temple to hear the word of God. And then we're to stand for the word of God because the king and the people made a covenant with the Lord and took their stand publicly. You see, it ultimately revolves around the word of God, the living and active word of God, the word of God that gives us commands, that guides us every day, that tells us the character of God. It is this word that we are to live by. But we need to remember the only way we can live by the word is if we read the word daily. Let's head into Colossians and I'm just going to head straight into Colossians 2 and look at the first 15 verses. Paul wrote to the Colossians, you must never allow anyone to come between you and Christ. In him is all wisdom and knowledge and all the fullness of God. You are complete in him. So why would we ever accept a substitute? We need to ensure that no one deceives us. Religious systems seem to be inviting and their leaders are persuasive. But if you follow them, you're ultimately substituting man in for the place of God. We should let no one cheat us. The thief is man-made philosophy and tradition, pleasing to the world but rejected by the Lord. If we have fullness in Christ, why would we substitute Christ for these empty philosophies? I would encourage you, as we saw in our Old Testament reading, that we need to come to the word of God as the only standard of authority in our lives. To stand upon it, to live by it, and to daily study it. Everything else simply brings emptiness. Now we finish off our daily reading in Psalm 106. In light of God's goodness to Israel, you'd have expected the nation to submit to him and serve him gratefully. Instead, they sinned and had to be disciplined many times. Before you judge them, however, consider whether you may be guilty of some of the same sins that they committed. God delivered Israel from Egypt, but they soon forgot his mercy and ignored his counsel. He gave them manna, 
and they lusted for meat. They criticised their leaders. They worshipped a golden idol, one they would never have destroyed if Moses had not interceded for them. They came to the border of the promised land and refused to go in. While wandering in the desert, they compromised with heathen nations. Their stubborn attitude even made Moses sin. And once in the land, they compromised with the wicked nations and God had to chasten them repeatedly. Were it not for the covenant, God would have destroyed them. But he forgave them and allowed them to have many new beginnings. So as you read through that history, I have to almost chuckle to myself. We think that we are such faithful people. But let's look at our lives. Are we wandering away from God's word on a daily basis? Do we do everything that he asks of us? Are we wholly, fully in worship to him each day? I think none of us can answer that question in the positive. And I think we need to remind ourselves not to judge Israel, but instead in Israel, see the example of what it looks like to get things wrong. And that means we need to humble ourselves before Christ Jesus and submit to him confessing our sin, seeking to repent daily and seeking to be sanctified so that we can become more like Christ. Let's pray for that today. Father, I pray that we would not judge Israel heavy in these passages. Instead, we would see them as the example of almost how not to do things. And Father, we pray that as we do that, that you would sanctify our hearts, that you would humble them, that you would lead us to you and that we would stand on the solid rock of God's word, that we wouldn't be captured by fake and false and empty philosophies, but instead we would take the word of God, we would read it, we would declare it and we would live by it. We pray this in your name. Amen.